Welcome to the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast, your source for sport in the Ottawa Valley. My name's Noelle and I'm your host. Tune in on Tuesdays every other week as we interview local athletes, teams, coaches, sport organizations, and businesses who are continuing to empower and inspire the next generation of sport in our community. In today's episode, I will be interviewing Andrew, the owner of Petawawa Baseball Clinics. Andrew is also one of the coaches for the Senior River Cats, which is a competitive baseball team that competes under the Upper Ottawa Valley Little League. Petawawa Baseball Clinics offers dedicated and experienced baseball instruction to local baseball players. The training sessions specialize in hitting and pitching tutorials and can be instructed to small groups or to individuals of all ages. Thank you so much, Andrew, for coming on the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast to tell us all about the Petawawa Baseball Clinics. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. I'm super excited to hear all about the baseball services you offer to the Ottawa Valley, as well as your coaching background and your plans for the future. Sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah, where do you want to start? I, I would love to know a bit about the Petawawa Baseball Clinics. When did you guys start? So informally, I began in 2019. Um, I have two boys that play competitive ball for the Ottawa Knights in Ottawa. And uh, through their friends and local connections, people kind of said, hey, do you mind if we come join you and practice and sharing in our backyard with the cage and my pitching lanes? And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. And then we ended up finding a, a local guy who had expressed interest with our Little League Association, who was a young military guy, and he offered to help out. So in that, he's helped start training my two young boys because as boys become teenagers, they stop listening to their father. And um, <laughs> it was harder for me to teach my own kids. So our friend Brad Fitzsimmons, who lived here for a few years and now is back out in British Columbia, offered his services to my boys. So we, four of us would train and some of their friends would join in as well. So that's kind of how it started. Oh, that's interesting. And like, what kind of training or instruction were you doing in the beginning? It was hitting instruction and pitching instruction. I have portable pitching mounds and uh, we would do preseason training at, at the soccer field at Valor High School just as the snow would melt. And then as the snow in my yard would melt, we'd move the training here to my backyard at 477 Doran Road, Petawawa. Oh, wow. So what type of training were you guys doing? It's all mechanics, mostly mechanics. Um, okay. So inside the cage, it's correcting bad habits with swings. And for pitching, it's correcting bad habits in pitching. So we've learned over the years, um, every player is unique. Every You have right-handed hitters, you have left-handed hitters. You have right-handed pitchers, you have left-handed pitchers. Long-term athletic development for children changes as they age. So a nine-year-old is going to be different than a 15-year-old. And yeah. I've learned that through my training through Baseball Canada and through Hockey Canada, through long-term athletic development, certified uh, coaching levels attained, and then just along with uh, past knowledge and experience training kids for years through Little League. Oh, wow. And now your programs and training are offered to all ages? It's not all ages. It's I just answered a text message tonight and it was from a parent who said, I have an eight year old player interested is eight year old 
is eight years old too young? And I said, no, that's exactly where we like to start them is around eight. Anything younger than that, it can be a little tedious, but I have done as young as six before. So I've even the guy, Brad, I even helped him with his swing mechanics, even though he was well into his 20s. Oh, okay. Interesting. So a good age is a good age to start is eight. Okay. Okay. Because kids just can't focus on the level of training that we're trying to accomplish. Okay. I would say younger than eight, it's sometimes difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see that for sure. Um, Training kids definitely comes with its challenges. Um, Now, how long are the programs? So let's say they come to you and they're looking for instruction or your training. So it it, it is a laissez-faire approach. There's nothing that's really booked for it. I do have some clients that book every Friday morning, let's say, for example. Okay. Um, it's not a graduated system where you get a certificate or diploma. It's more like a, a fine tuning workshop where okay. players play their house league games and then they enter the competitive season and they come here for fine tuning as in, you know, perfecting their mechanics on their swing and their pitching. And then I can teach different drills, different skills, different techniques that help improve power and velocity both hitting and pitching. And if a kid's in a slump, I can figure out very quickly what's going wrong with them, either by hitting or not being able to hit the strike zone. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, Now, are the programs only offered throughout the summer or do you... So this year we started in April. I actually had kids in my garage. I have almost a 24-foot garage, so enough concrete space. Okay. And ended up using um, weighted balls for, so you'll use a weighted ball throwing program, um, plyo balls they're called, and throwing them against a sturdy, rigid, uh, solid core door for increased power and increased velocity. And then I also use a lacrosse ball uh, for rebounding the ball against the wall. And I can do a lot of small area game infield type scenario. Okay. That's very interesting. Just in a garage space. And then we also have a hoop net that we hit balls off a tee into a hoop net. Okay. Okay. Wow. You have a lot for just like make it work right in the garage. (laughs) Correct. Correct. The bigger, the bigger Hail Mary is to build my own, uh, 24 by 40 garage and make it a indoor facility is that kind of where you'd like to head if if all things lined up yeah that would be exactly <laughs> something i'd like to do well i hope that for you um now also i was curious so do you service like different parts of the ottawa valley or are you so they have to come here to my house because it's an outdoor batting cage and and to throw 60 feet or 45 feet or 46 feet for kids, you need the space. So people come here. So I've had people from Almont, as far as Almont, Armprior, Rayside, all the way to Chalk River and Deep River and everywhere in between. So, so you're covering a good portion of the Ottawa Valley. Correct. All of it for the That's most amazing. part. That's amazing. That's yep. amazing. Um, now I'm curious, is there anything else, um, around the area that does like workshops or types of clinics like you're offering? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I believe, I believe I'm the only one offering this service as of now. The closest indoor batting cage is in Stittsville and it's at a big, large indoor dome. Okay. 
which is a which is a full-on soccer pitch and then off to the sides they have batting cages and the business there is called sluggers oh interesting okay so that is the closest indoor batting facility in the 613 area code this way okay so and now that means basically you're covering everything else coming this way into pembroke and petawawa and even past like you said deep river correct wow well that's good i'm glad that you've kind of put this together you know to offer it to for all the kids around here and a lot of parents have expressed that same exact same sentiment i love that i'm i'm really happy to hear that you're doing that because there's a lot of baseball leagues around here it's the largest our little league has ever been uh has been this year through our upper ottawa valley little league association my wife and i have been involved with it this is i think my 13th year wow and she's been with it for over 10. okay wow that's amazing now and you coach the senior river cats i coach a senior house league team so we mix juniors and seniors uh for our house league team and then, yes, I coach uh, the head coach is Kevin Chiesaw, and I'm his assistant coach for the senior River Cats. Oh, wow. And, and now for um, the Upper Ottawa Little League, do you guys do tryouts or do, pe- do people just come in or how does that work? So we have to select our players from our house league system. For the senior league, uh, we combine forces with rent through because if they were to have a competitive team they didn't have enough players to roster so we joined our little league id numbers and we absorbed a couple of their players from the rent through system some were from douglas rent through and arm prior oh wow okay so you're pulling from all over eganville cobden yes oh, wow wow and uh, how's this season been Well, we just finished our provincial championship, which was just held at Riverside Park. So it was the first time our Little League Association got the opportunity to host a provincial championship, and which was at the senior level. Uh, Our team made it to the finals. There were supposed to be five teams, but only three teams showed up. The powerhouse, perennial Oakville Whitecaps ended up defeating us in the final game. But that's amazing, though, that you guys were able to host it here and get to the finals. Correct. Correct. And we actually beat them in the round robin. So it was uh, it was a fair game and we ended up on top. And for us, that was one of our big takeaway wins was that we actually beat Oakville. Ah, well, that that makes me super happy. I'm so glad that you guys had such a great season. Yes. Uh, and, and, and now I'm, I'm really curious, too, because we I mentioned this a little bit before. We were talking a bit about it. Um, but how long have you been coaching? Uh, about 13 years through our Little League system. Um, raised three of my children and started them off when they were four or five years old, buying them a glove for Easter and a ball for Easter and just went from there. Oh, wow. And uh, did you did you play baseball before or... I, I was recruited to play baseball in the United States. I went to Arizona State University, and upon arrival, they had some uh, personnel changes within the program. Uh, the coach that had recruited me, uh, his, his program, he ended up dying, passing oh, away. No. So they hired a new coach from South Bend, Indiana, which is Notre Dame. 
And Jack Murphy moved into Tempe, Arizona and fired everyone and brought his program from uh, Notre Dame to ASU, Arizona State University. So me and the other recruits, 29 other recruits got the boot. So I ended up playing, I ended up playing last chance men's league, which was a very competitive league in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, all ex NCAA division one players and former pro players. And then I got it. I took a, a baseball in the eye in practice one day and lost my sight for a few months. So I quit. Oh, oh I'm so sorry to hear that. That's, that's awful. It happens. It happens more times than the guys that make it. It happens all the time. Oh, well, I guess at that high level, right? It's a lot faster. It's yeah. And you can't afford to take time off at that level. And I was an amateur and I had nowhere to turn. And my parents highly directed me to focus on my academics rather than my athletics. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so after this, what kind of fueled your passion to come back to the Ottawa Valley and continue in baseball and coaching and having, having children of my own. Aw, that's nice. Just to get them into the game. And, uh, I would, I had a little bad taste in my mouth for baseball for a few years because I, I stopped playing it and it was, you know, something, my passion that was taken away from me. So I had to learn to build it back again. And by teaching and coaching and, learning myself as a coach and watching young children develop the skill required to play at a higher and higher and higher level. That's what fueled it. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I, I can understand, you know, um, me personally, I was a boxer and I won two Ontario championships, but unfortunately I suffered a really bad concussion. Um, and that took me out of, you know, my passion. So I also had that bad taste in my mouth, so I know how that feels, and it's it's not a a nice thing to go through. Yeah, you, you get bouts of depression because it doesn't make sense. Well, you lose your self-identity, right? That's like... Correct, and, and that, that happens with a lot of athletes as they retire. They identify solely as that, and then when the game is over, they don't know how to reflect upon themselves or view themselves or portray themselves. Exactly. Exactly. It's a, it's a very, it's very hard. Um, and you, you see that a lot, even with like athletes that are, you know, famous athletes that kind of come out there, you know, you lose your self identity. You you're not sure where to go. And sometimes it's difficult to recreate yourself. True. Very true. Yeah. But um, I would, I, with all this, I'd love to know kind of, uh, what you would think like a attribute or a skill that, you know, after all the learnings and all the experience that you've had and the stuff that you've gone through, what you would want your baseball athletes to kind of develop or improve over time. So what I stress here a lot with my players is also the mental side of the game. Instead of being on the field with 12 or 13 other players, other coaches, you get specific one-on-one -on -one time with the player. And it allows me to develop through more repetitions, through more reps, more swings with the bat off the tee, more swings at a live ball being pitched in the cage, more live pitching being done off the mound to a catcher. Those increase repetitions, increase confidence. And with a short season here, we don't get to experience enough 
opportunity for repetition, 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 repetition. In the city, they have indoor training facilities. In the city, they have paid coaches. A lot of them for different club organizations, their coaches are paid. We are all volunteers here um, through our Little League Association. So we don't necessarily have the best coaching available, but we have the help. So my facility provides experienced coaching, ex lots of experience with giving out the repetitions, which then increases confidence. And then it's also more cost effective coming here because you don't have the travel to go to ball. My son's gone to, for practice in Ottawa tonight, my 14 year old son. He and his friend are gone to driving to Ottawa. Oh, wow. And I sometimes find the irony in that and saying, why are you going to Ottawa when you could do it here? But they bust my chops and say, dad, it's not the same. Okay. But that's just me saying, talking with. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's hard too, because uh, even with learning about all sports and everything that's being offered here in the Valley, a lot of people aren't even aware of the things that are here. Correct. And, and I feel like if people were more aware of these things, maybe there would be more involvement. Well, I get quite a few comments just like that. How come I didn't know about this sooner? And that's the unfortunate part. And, and that's where I feel like I wanted it to make something. Because when I came here, I was like, why is it so hard to find things? Why is it so hard to find sports to join? And I just didn't understand because I lived in Toronto for 10 years and it was super, super easy to find stuff. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to do this. So it helps, you know, people like you and all the other people I'm talking to that are struggling with that base of awareness and, and just getting people to know that you can actually come here and learn all these technical skills and mechanics like through baseball that I'm sure tons of people aren't even aware of. Well, I know that is true. Um, we are a large county. We are the largest county in the province and spatially spread out. We're not a big population. Um, but I know like even my boys, when they go play in Ottawa or go play against other club teams or they're going to Rochester, New York this weekend, they were in Boston last weekend. I can still work with my two sons and I can still teach them a few things and find flaws in their swings or their approach or their mechanics that even the clubs in Ottawa are missing. And it's right here. And, and that literally just shows, you know, your experience and the knowledge that you have that you can give to our community. And, and when I work with players, like I also record velocities, I have a, a radar pocket radar, and we work oh. towards goals and we try to build the athlete so that they have something attainable. Some of them get competitive with each other. Uh, that's a natural part of the process, which is good. Healthy competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, it's the time. It's the one-on-one -on -one time or a group of two or a group of three where I can really dial in with them. And especially if I have two or three here, I'll use the person conducting the activity as a model to say, okay, here's how player A is doing it. You guys are doing it this way. I need you to demonstrate this way. And also, thankfully, I'm still in good shape. I can demonstrate most of the 
skill traits myself, but even if I can't, I bring in my boys. Yeah. And you know what? Um, that actually just made me think of something. What I had coaches used to tell me, you know, when you're teaching it yourself, you end up putting it into your own head even more. You know what I mean? Like, so for your boys that are showing, you know, more of the technique and the mechanics of everything, they're just fine tuning themselves at the same time. They are learning themselves. Absolutely. Because they're in that heightened mindset that they have to perform and then they in turn will absorb it themselves. Exactly. Yeah. That's, and that's what I mean. Like, and the more you do it, like you said, the repetitions, repetitions, and that builds confidence because the only way you're going to build confidence is when you start noticing because of the repetitions over and over, you start noticing that things are working, things are coming together. And it's, <laughs> I'll say it to other coaches, they're like, how do you know that kid? Well, I'll say, watch that kid or watch that kid. You can, you can discern, you can tell the players I coach versus others. It's noticeable on the field. Well, that, that means that you're making a great impact. Yep. You know, so. It's a slow process. I explain it to my, to the, to not to all the kids, but some of the kids and the parents. And I said, it's like building a sheet of plywood. It's one layer at a time. And then after multiple layers, well, now it's a, it's a three quarter inch sheet of plywood, but count the layers in a three quarter inch sheet of plywood. Yeah. It's layer after layer after layer. It doesn't happen right away. It takes time. No it And it really does to fine tune skills. It's it like you said repetition repetition you got to practice and practice and practice yep like i just had a player here last night and he was he was having some difficulty hitting and after about 30 or 40 baseballs off the tee i said it's just rust man you haven't been here for a while you're not hitting because you're rusty your mechanics are off so we took a little bit more time with hitting and then finished off with pitching his pitching was good and first thing I said to him, I said, you've been practicing pitching, haven't you? Yeah, a little bit. I said, I can tell, but you haven't been practicing hitting. I can tell. <laughs> and it's it's interesting, right? The rust, I feel like that's through all sports because in boxing, they call it ring rust. So it's, it's interesting that, you know, you just got to kind of go through the motions and just get through them and then eventually it'll come around. And it's true. And the hardest step is just getting going, doing it. Exactly, exactly. Oh, well, this has been um, really fun. I'm I'm super happy that you came on to the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast tonight and just to chit-chat and kind of tell us all about what you're doing. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of baseball players that aren't even, you know, that aren't aware of this and they're going to want to know more. Well, that's what we try to do. I, I'll take a lot of text messages 12 months of the year. What bat should I buy? What gloves should I buy? What pair of cleats should I get? What equipment do I need? It's even though we only run seasonally, it's I am open 12 months a year and I do answer a, a lot of free information and questions. <laughs> oh, well, it's I, I'm it was a pleasure to speak to you tonight um, and learn more about everything you do and your background and kind of like you know, how you built up the, the Petawolf baseball clinics and as well as, you know, uh, the coaching you do for the Upper Ottawa Valley Little League. Yes, thank you. Yes, and, and I had one more question for you just for those that are listening and wanting more information. Where can they find um, some more information? So I have a Facebook page. If you go on regular search bar for on Facebook, just type in Petawolf baseball clinics. It comes up right away. 
And I think even on a Google search, it'll come, the Google will find the Facebook page there. So all the information is contained on that Facebook page. I have some random quirky posts. It's not like I'm highlighting, you know, demonstrating how hard we hit or how how hard we throw. I don't do that. That's not what I sell. There are other organizations out there that in the city that sell velocity and strength training and that I don't do that. What I work on is customizing working with the player. It's not a, a one size fit all approach here. And I know the level of play and skill of each player and I adjust accordingly. So yeah, go to Facebook or even just random Google search. My cell phone number is in there. The best way to contact me is either through Facebook Messenger or text me personally. Okay, perfect. Okay, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Uh, Thank you for having me on.